Good morning, Troyview. Good morning. All right. Glad you guys are all here today. Um, today is Youth Sunday. So today, there's no age limit. Everybody today is 12 years old. It's like that. I need you to feel like you're 12 today. All right? You're not 12, but you're going to be 12 today. Okay. So we got a lot of things planned for today. Uh, I want to start off with a couple of announcements. Next weekend is... Vacation Bible School, Friday night and Saturday morning, and then we're going to go into Saturday afternoon with a huge water slide, and then we're also going to keep it here for Sunday, so then those of you who still like, feel like you're, you're 12 after today, like Joni Joan, um, can go on the water slide as well. We'll block it off, and one person at a time can go up and go down the water slide. That would be great. Eva, did you go up on it last year, the water slide? No? Did you go on the slip slide? Oh, yeah, last year I did. Last year you did? Okay. So see, Eli was 12. Yeah. So you're 13 this year, right? There you go. So you're 13. We'll have 13-year-olds as well. So, and then we have um, a lot more other activities coming up. If you look in your bulletin, you can see those there. Um, are there any prayer or praises? Prayer requests or praises? I've got one huge praise in that Cheryl got her PET scan back um, on Thursday. And um, the chemo drug is attacking every bit of cancer in her body, and so it looks really good. Great outcome for that. So um, she did hydrate or uh, dehydrate herself a little bit yesterday, so she needed to replenish today, so she's staying home. So, um, And then um, we need to be with, uh, um, pray for the Zimbelman family as um, Pastor Steve, who used to pastor the, the church here, uh, passed away on Friday evening. So you want to remember um, his family in your prayers. So. Any other praises or prayer requests? Jim has one. I'll just bring it up. I'll bring it to you. There you go. Well, we'll start out with Nelson. He had his left eye cataract replaced, and he went in for an examination this week, and he has got 20-20 in his left eye. So they're going to do his right eye tomorrow. Uh, he's scheduled to have his right eye cataract removed and so forth, so he's back on the amends. On the downside, I had two PET scans that were good, but since the last PET scan, when I had the last one here, the third one, the lymphoma has got more aggressive and overtaken my treatment. So they are sending me to Ohio State Thursday to see whether or not I fit their program that they have that's more aggressive treatment to the lymphoma. So that's where we stand right now. Uh, mine's coming back. So um, that's where we need to keep extra prayer for Cheryl because she's getting good. I got good reports and everything and then I got a bad one. So uh, she needs extra prayer and I definitely need extra prayer. Thank you. And we do know that prayer does work. Um, I've been in many situations where things have been brought up and we send the message out to pray, to pray, to pray, and just miraculously the person is healed or they you know, are back to where they were before. So um, at this time, let's go to God in prayer. Father God, I just thank you for the many blessings that you bestow on us each day. God, I just thank you for the good reports um, that we've had for those who have had cancer or have cancer. God, I just ask now that you, at this time, continue to pour out your spirit, your healing um, on Jim and on Cheryl 
and any of those other people who are going through um, cancer treatments at this time, that you will restore them back to good health, that you will take that um, cancer and wipe it from their body. Um, we ask that you be with us here in the service, and that everything we say and do be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Good morning. Let's try that again. Good morning. Good morning. Much better. It's you, Sunday. You've got to be a little louder, right? Um, if you'll stand up, we're going to, like, today, we're, we're Chris picked all songs, so we've got a few extra. So if you feel like you need to sit down and sing, you can sit down and sing. If you need to stand up and sing, you can stand up and sing. So we have a few extra. Um, so I want to make sure that you're comfortable, so don't wear yourself out. So sit when you want to sit, stand. This is ghost for every Sunday. So really, you know, like, you can worship God however you want. Sitting down, standing up, but... They're all fast songs, and go figure, Jim decides to skip out today. So we don't have any drums, so Brett, come on up. No, just don't. Hi. Hi. It's you Sunday. <clears throat> well, you might want to find sticks first, but glorious day. Ready?
and, and skillet. So we won't do it quite like they do it, though. So. i 
this time Children's Day? Or? Uh, the younger kids go to Johnny Jones class. Can go to Johnny Jones class. The really young ones can go yeah, to, go to junior, class. Church. Yeah. junior Church. Who's teaching? Emily. Emily is teaching. Follow Emily. Hello, Emily. All right. So, um, back in June, we had 24, I guess you can say Troy Viewans. Would that be like Troy Viewans or Troy Viewanians or something like that? 24 of us um, went to Summit. Um, we had quite a few kids and adults um, that participated. And um, we're going to have them come up now and kind of say some stuff about Summit. Um, so I'd like to get those guys to come up. Girls, if you want to come up. Eli and Jessica, if you want to come up. You don't have to, but I'm just, I want the kids to, especially. Where's Bentley? Did Bentley go back? Oh, Bentley. Where's Bentley? Oh, you're right there. You got a new haircut. So Isaac and Porter, you guys were there as well. Yeah, okay. So we're going to say about what you guys liked about Summit. I sent the question to some parents so they can prepare their kids. So it's not like a, uh. Anyway, all right. Um, we'll start down here with Bensley. I know what Brian's going to say. Brian, what did you like about Summit? Uh, I got to leave. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but he made it a little bit longer than he did last year. And we're glad of that. So next yeah. year we might get him a little longer. Probably not. Yeah, we'll try it. We'll try it. Okay, Bentley, what did you like best about Summit? Just swimming. Just swimming? How many water slides did we have? Two. Two? Did you go on them every day? Yep. You were you were like the first one out there every time, right? Yeah. Yep, you were. Valent? I liked everything, but my favorite favorite was probably the evening worship and campfire. Okay, that's pretty good. We had some fun campfire, too. Chapel, okay, in the morning. Why did you like chapel? Because I like the songs. The songs, okay. Do you want to say what you liked about it? No. Faith made it a whole year. Great for Faith. She might, you know, I think Billy Gallagher holds the record, but Faith, starting this young woman age, going up through, she might break that record. <laughs> Come to the summit, okay? What did you like best? I like meeting new people that I didn't get to see last year. Okay. And all the songs. Chapel? Yeah. You guys participated in some drama, too. Did you guys remember that? And yeah. Rachel taught, taught some song language songs. That was fun. You guys got to show your talent during the service as well. All right. Isaac and Porter. Isaac was the salt leader. Julie's class. Julie's class. Okay. Porter? Uh, Julie's class and Gaga Ball. Okay. Yeah. Gaga Ball. I have no idea what that is and there's a pit there and that's it so I don't know if I asked James and Natalie and Brendan last week and they said no we'll pass but you guys want to say anything about Summit? You're good? Nikki's going to talk to you guys a little bit later so you guys can sit down now if you want yeah cool. Yay. okay um, a couple things that I really liked about Summit this year it was in a new place and we were a little bit apprehensive um, with a lot of things but in talking with the groundskeeper there um, they want us back which is a good thing. Um, they have a really nice facility there. Um, if you get a chance to come up for evening services next year, please do that um, because it's, it's an awesome experience um, just to be there with all these kids worshiping. You saw how still they were here on the front pew. They did clap a little bit. But during the worship service, when we have it at night and it's just them, for the most part, there's, the kids certainly outnumber the adults, but their worship, I love to watch their worship. Um, and how they get into the music and everything else. So 
Um, I appreciate you guys here from Troyview that were on staff. Um, it meant a lot to me to have you there, people that I could rely on, and just um, know that you're going to be doing your job that you're supposed to be doing, and I don't have to check in with you and everything. I do want to say something about Eli and Jessica. On the last night, we kind of call it a cry night, and um, because they get emotional, and there was one kid off to the side, and he was crying, and he was getting emotional. And out of all these other adults that were there, Jessica and Eli got up and prayed with this kid. And that meant a lot to me. And I said, you know, you guys did a lot during Summit, but that probably was the most important thing you, you did out of what everybody else did because they saw another adult praying for them and being there in their time of whatever was going on. And you were there ministering to him and praying for him. And I really, really know how much that means to me to have that happen, to see that. And I really appreciate that from you guys. So we thank you guys for that. Um, and then um, if you guys haven't, been involved in Summit. Um, it is next year. Um, we're going to the same place. They're going to have us there. If you'd like to be part of staff, let me know. We have lots of jobs that can be filled um, and lots of um, needs, especially for counselors and for teachers and things like that. So, um, Nikki, um, I did ask her and Rachel um, to speak this past year. And so Nikki kind of set us up for the week amidst the tornado warnings. <laughs> she got to set us up for the week on um, letting go and letting God. So I'm going to let her speak to you guys now. Okay. 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 Can you guys hear me? I'm pretty loud regardless anyway. Okay, so we've had like the summer of Lego, I feel like. You can see our cute little Lego guy over here and some Legos. You can't hear me? Okay, sorry. I'm usually pretty loud. Um, Legos, Legos everywhere for summer. So we had, um, like Chris said, Summit, which was Lego and like God. And we, um, we focused on letting go of pride and anxiety and fear and bad decisions and the world and the worldly things. Um, and then we've got, this week coming up, we're going to have um, Wise Builders. And so that's going to be our vacation Bible school. And um, there are so many lessons you can learn from Legos, like having a firm foundation. Everybody, I'm sure, has seen that. Dan, a few weeks ago, had you know the girls like build these huge Lego statues, and obviously you need a firm foundation. You can learn to build each other up. But I wanted to focus just briefly on how um, we are similar to Legos. And so if you think of, of all of us and all of our uniqueness and all of the Legos that are being created, and Legos are very diverse. They're different sizes and shapes and colors, as are we. They all have a creator who created them for a specific purpose, as do we. And um, they were made most specifically to connect. We were made to connect. We had a lot of time over the crazy 2020 when we were not able to connect like we can now. It's been such a blessing to kind of get back to that, but I was thinking, you know, um, all of the Legos that are so different, I brought just a few little um, examples from Justin's crazy array of beautiful Legos. This one isn't the biggest Lego piece you can get, but this one, there are 256 um, little dots. So it can be connected in 256 places. So there are much bigger Legos, but you know, um, if you're thinking of somebody that's like an extrovert that goes out and can just kind of connect to everybody, our pastor is definitely an extrovert. He is like, he goes in the room, he talks to everybody, he makes everybody laugh. And so we need these people. Not all of us are this 
brick, most definitely. And then we've got these like cute little tiny bricks. And um, there's four connection places, which is great. And um, a lot of people, maybe they're an introvert, but they're really made also for relationship and for connecting. And so, you know, as you're kind of thinking like, am I this guy, am I this guy? You can kind of connect and maybe have a Bible study, that sort of thing. There's a lot of us that are maybe in between. You know, we've got a few that are maybe four or eight connect pieces, um, 10 connection pieces. And so the in-betweeners are pretty good. Maybe they'll see the room and they'll be like, oh, oh, I know these guys. And they'll come over and they'll, you know, connect with these guys. And oh, oh, I know Chris. I've been in a Bible study. And they'll connect. But maybe they're not kind of connecting with the whole room at the same time. And we need all of these different people. Here's like a little bridge piece. So some people are very unique. We've got um, people that just went on a mission trip. There are definitely people that were created for something specific. They do a great job. Some people are really great at grasping like foreign languages and they can help interpret or they can go to a foreign country and, and spread the gospel. Um, you know, there are Legos that are like windows. They're just very specific. Maybe somebody's great at teaching or somebody's great at Bible studies. Somebody's great at encouraging people. And I'm so grateful for those that connect by encouragement. I just was kind of, we've been cleaning out stuff and I just came across um, a couple of really important, um, encouraging notes. One was from Dinah Bayshore, and it was like, oh, it was so encouraging. I read it, and I'm, I'm not going to throw that away ever. I have one, um, I have some from Joyce and Tink. I have just different letters that are, they're just so encouraging. And when you get something like that at, you know, just the right time, God, God's timing is always perfect, obviously, but then it can even continue to encourage me as I go back. So some of us might be introverts, but... You know, just having that ability to go out and encourage people, that's a way to connect, even though I'm not talking to you on the phone, I'm not, you know, texting or whatever, and you're still connecting, and I think that's so, so important. So the big thing is everybody has a spot. Everybody can connect. And all of these can connect to each other, and it doesn't matter if one was made 50 years ago, it can connect to one made, you know, in 2023, and so that's pretty awesome as well. And... Um, we, I have a box here. This is Brendan's. God bless him. Um, Justin bought this for him. Justin is the master of, of Legos, and I'll have a couple pictures for you. But, but there was a creator for this box. And the cool thing is, the creator of this Lego box, um, he, he has three different ways you can put them together. And so, you know, as we are... Um, kind of showing up in our lives and at church or in a group somewhere. And we start out and, oh my heavens, this this is what we look like, okay? Yikes! <laughs> so, you know, this doesn't look like a lot right here. Um, but the thing is, there's directions to this. And the directions can create, you know, something really cool. God's got directions, obviously, for us. Where are they located? In the Bible. In the Bible. And so, the thing is, we're all given free will. So, you know, we could kind of even open up the bags and toss them around because we could just turn into, you know, crazy people. Or we could decide to connect and connect appropriately. Um, Judy, if you want to put the first kind of picture up there. I think we... Here's a bunch of Legos, just like I have here, and here's the box. If you don't even have, you know, what to look at, I don't even know what I'm building, it's really hard to do, but sometimes God kind of keeps that a secret. And so um, it's just important to follow, follow, follow his rules. And 
Genesis 2.18 says, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. God's telling us there, you know, we need each other. We need to connect. We need meaningful, honest relationships. If you want to put the next one up there, Judy. Um, this is, maybe, going to be one of Justin's um, many, many things that he's built. If you can see it, it actually starts on one Lego brick. So the bottom of that is one, you know, one big extrovert. And then building on top of that, there are Legos that can kind of go anywhere. And there are people, you know, I know I can like call Chris and go, can you do junior church? Could you do this? Could you run here? And, you know, you can just plug them in anywhere, which is great. And then there are people that are very specific, like they're a window. Maybe they are um, playing piano or they are teaching or they're doing the food pantry or they're filling the, you know, the food truck out there. There are some people that are just very specific for what they're doing, but it can create such a cool thing just from this one little base plate. I think that is so cool. But... I don't know if anybody in here knows what this little guy is. This is actually a brick separator. So this is what Lego gives you to get the Legos off when they're stuck together. So, you know, if I went and, and took apart Justin's creation there and started separating it, um, that's, its, that's its intention and its purpose. And I think sometimes poor relationships can come in and do that. But you remember last week if you were here, Dan had something he rolled way out. It was a bunch of excuses. You know, he's been talking about um, just sharing the good news and sharing the gospel, and he rolled out all of these excuses. So this could be, you know, like, oh, I'm too tired. I don't have time. I don't know anybody. Could be a lot of excuses. Could also be um, the pandemic. I mean, that kind of came in and separated a lot of us very intentionally, and we have to be intentional to get back together. So, um, Jesus was asked a super important question when he was here on earth. What is the greatest commandment? Does anybody know what the greatest commandment was? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And then he said, and love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus was even saying, connect to God and connect to others. So when you look at your Lego blocks, on the top they can connect. So you can kind of look at it and think, okay, that's connecting to God. And they can connect also on the bottom, so it's like connecting us all to each other, which is awesome. Um, there are, there's definitely, I feel like, strength in numbers. You know, if, if you, for instance, like say um, Nancy loses a cat, right? She doesn't want to go look by herself. She would rather have her friends that she's connected to. If you are um, here at the church and somebody comes in and says, you know, I think that we should... Um, have an altar at the front and sacrifice babies. What? Are we all just going to go, okay, that's a great idea. Are we going to say nothing? Because sometimes you just say nothing and that says a lot. So we have to stick together. We're all connected together. We're all connected to God. We all have, we've got his instructions for us. We can't just sit by and go, I mean, okay, if that's what you want. Oh, you're going to the back classroom to do, I don't know what, something crazy. We have to stick together. There's definitely... Uh, strength in numbers. Ephesians 2, 13 and 14 says, But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. Again, talking about unifying and unity and connections. And we need all these connections so that we can become stronger in our faith. We can accomplish more than we could ever imagine. Judy, if you want to show the next one. 
I think that um, there's like a bunch of Legos in this picture. There's two at the top, there's one at the bottom. I don't know if you can see all those, but I think sometimes we don't know what our potential is. You know, we see this like bag of a mess and we're like, I don't know, like what in the world can God even do with me? I'm a sinner. I, I don't know anything about the Bible. But um, Dan read this verse last week from Ephesians 3.20, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. So there's so much potential. We don't even, we, don't, we can't even imagine. There's so much more for us that we can't imagine. You can show the last one. I think that um, when you put a bunch of Legos together, you can make something pretty amazing. Isn't that cool? That Starry Night Van Gogh, that is Legos that Justin put together. He built, like, the frame, and he, it's all, like, 3D. It's so cool. It's one of my favorite paintings. Natalie being an art, you know, major, I, I just love Van Gogh. Um, but I think when you put a bunch of Legos together, you can create some pretty cool stuff. When you put a bunch of people together, though, we can change, you know, this church. We can change this community. We can change Ohio. We can change our country. We can change the world. We just need to stick together and connect their people across the world. I'm looking at the world back behind um, Judy up there. And we just need to stick together and, um, and, and give each other encouragement and stand for what's true. We pray. Um, that he would show us the way and work in us and through us. Thank you. That's okay. <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Nikki. I appreciate that. Um, so after um, uh, Summit, we did have uh, our mission trip, but Kai went to Fuel. And for the longest time, I didn't have kids going to Fuel, and I kind of talked Kai into going this year, and I'm really glad that I did. And I'm going to have Kai come up for a minute. Um, and he's going to tell us a little bit about fuel. What did you like the best about going to fuel? Uh, my favorite part about fuel is probably getting to meet more people that I never knew before. I'm friends with a lot of people that I met. And it was just a good opportunity to meet new people and just get to know others. Okay. Do you have a favorite favorite class? Or I don't really remember my classes. <laughs> you don't remember your classes? Yeah. Okay. Um, what about the worship services? This is different. That was different. Yeah. They didn't really do much songs I, I knew. Okay. But I got to know the songs over the week because okay. they repeated them after okay. a while. Okay. I think a lot of the songs are written by a couple of um, guys from South Carolina. Am I correct? Yeah. yeah. So the singer wrote a lot of the songs yeah. that were played. Okay. Okay. Will you go back next year? Absolutely. Who are you taking with you? I'm trying to get Carter. <laughs> okay. What was the theme? What was the theme? Uh, go Fish. Go Fish. What that meant, to, they asked us what that meant to us. We had like a group of kids that, it was like, kind of like devotions, but a little different. But they asked us what the meaning of that was, and I said, Go Fish was like, go spread the gospel. Go out and spread it, and just talk about my, what you might know, what you might know, and just a good thing to do. Okay, cool. I'm glad that you went. Very glad that you chose that opportunity to go. Um, so hopefully next year we'll have a few more people going. Um, that would be fantastic. Okay, so oh, I get some ladies picked up. All right. <laughs>
So then we um, we went to Summit, and then we took a week off, and then we went to um, on our mission trip. And I got the opportunity of taking um, nine kids um, from, we had six from Troy View, and then we had um, two from North Hills, and one from Brush Creek, where the students, and then I had Michael Moore. Um, Michael Moore is one of those, he's not an introvert, he's an extrovert, but by golly, he steps up and he does the job. Um, and I, I really appreciate Michael and then Shelby Linder from Lawrenceville as well, and she's another one that steps up and, and does a job. Michael, um, being a farmer, believe this or not, he's never paralleled park before, never. And he paralleled park perfectly a 15 passenger van. I mean, he, I mean, it was perfect. He's like, I've never done this before. Well, yeah, and, but still, it was just the idea. He's never. He said, I've never paralleled park before, and here I'm, you know, parallel parking this 15 passenger van. So it's pretty cool. Um, and I appreciate those guys going as well. And so our mission trip, um, the theme was forged. Um, and it was Week of Hope. I chose to do, um, we've been talking for several years about taking the older kids from Summit and doing a mission trip. Um, and so instead of planning our own, which I did that last year, and we had a really good time, but I wanted to do something more with it. So I, I linked up with group missions, and they have two different weeks. They have um, the, the, the mission week, which is more of a um, hands-on doing building and service projects, things like that. And then they have a week of hope, where we got to experience a little bit more of different types of missions um, throughout the week that kind of helps you decide what kind of mission that you want to be on, whether it's serving, whether it's going out and praying for people, whether it's you know um, helping the church, cleaning up a church, and things like that. So our week of hope, we spent the time, um, we spent the week at a church, um, and we did a lot of uh, cleanup at this church. And I'm going to have three of you come on up here for a minute. Order, that's you too. Yeah. So, um, what did you guys like best about Week of Hope? Hold it and pass it down. Oh, I asked you this earlier because you better have something quick. I liked working at the church. You like working at the church. What yeah. did you do? We painted, we organized, and cleaned a okay. lot. A lot, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite part about it was probably the painting because I did a lot of it. We painted two ceilings for there's like a food pantry. Just, just something that I knew was helping others was a good thing. I like the painting. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. These guys, they did a really good job too. They actually had to build the, the scaffolding um, first before they could paint as well. Um, a couple things that we did through the week uh, is we had, um, we were our own little group. So they take you, there were um, six other um, church youth groups that were there as well from across the country. There were from, um, one from Indiana, um, one from um, Maryland, um, I think one from Michigan, and there was somewhere else, um, Rhode Island. And New York, okay, yeah. Um, and so um, we could be with other groups, like we could have been split up with the other groups, but because our group was the last one to be called, um, the day that um, he was you know, getting us through registration, and he said everybody else chose to be by themselves, so that means you guys have to be by yourself. Which was okay, but then we kind of wanted to meet new people and everything else, but we were fine being by yourself. Um, but we all have, each of the students had something that they did. Um, and so, um, Kai was our group leader for devotions, and you know, um, it was kind of interesting to see him through the week, um, from day one to the very end, um, kind of how he grew through these devotions. And um, they have they had questions in our devotion book that they would prompt you to ask, 
But then he started coming up with his own questions. And that's what I really liked about that. And so um, Kai showed up. Um, the other guys did different things as far as getting our lunches together and um, reporting back in with things and all this other stuff. We were also asked to serve in the kitchen, which these guys are not <coughs> shy about that because every year at Summit, you have to serve in the kitchen. And so we were to serve Sunday or Tuesday morning um, in the kitchen and do breakfast. And I guess when the kids came in and they kind of knew what they were doing, the lady was like, oh, this is great. You guys know what you're doing. So it was kind of nice. Um, and then through the week, um, I think Isaac spent the next every day in the kitchen helping. Um, and then through the week, he saw these guys stepping up and doing things that... Um, and not just our kids here at Troyview, but some of the other kids um, where the girls were at, there were two sinks out in this hallway that we used, and it was this very small trash can, and people would throw their paper towels in there, and they would land on the floor. But nobody, even adults, were not picking up these paper towels. And Leah Vi came out the one morning, and she's like, do you have a trash bag? I'm like, well, I don't know, check it in the cupboard. And there was a trash bag, and she packaged it up, and she took it down to the kitchen where they had the dumpster. And I mean, and every day they were serving. And so, throughout the week, they gave us, or they, we were in a running for, we earned points for the Golden Plunger. And so our group, um, our summit group, we called us, won the Golden Plunger for service. So I, I appreciate these guys so much, and even texted Karen, I said, you, got, you taught them very well as far as the kitchen service, because it showed, because they knew exactly what they were doing um, the whole time. So I appreciate that. So you guys can sit down. So next year for our mission trip, we are planning on actually doing it local, and we're going to involve our own churches here, where we're going to spend the week um, going into each church, depending on how many kids we have, and doing something either at the church, at a member's home, or in the community as far as mission work. And so we're, I'm getting ready to get some letters sent out to Mark um, Kane, who is our conference president, um, and to get them out to the churches to say, hey, this is what we're planning on doing for mission trip what churches want to be involved in it. And I think that it would better serve our communities um, if we had a bunch of kids coming in and saying, okay, we're going to go out, we're going to hang flyers on doors this day, or we're going to go work at the St. Pat Food Kitchen, or we're going to do the, the food pantry here, and doing things like that that will benefit the churches. And that way you guys who are on the mission trip, you're helping your own home church or you're helping your sister church um, in the area do those things. So at this time, we're going to start with communion. Um, and we're going to do communion a little different today. Um, and I'm going to break down, or they're going to break down, this one verse. It's uh, Luke chapter 22. Do what? Yes, thank you. Luke chapter 22, um, verse 19. And it says, he took the bread, he gave thanks, and he broke it, and he gave it to them, saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And I want to kind of break down that verse, and the kids have some things that they're going to say and do um, for it, so I'm going to let them have their part. So we're going to break down the verse. Carter, you're up. First things first, I need an assistant. He needs an assistant, if you didn't hear. Oh, you, you might win some money. Oh, 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 o
Miley. Oh, okay. Never mind, Hallie. Okay, Miley's going to be your assistant. Okay. Right. So, what I needed to do is from this bowl, I need to take this water and move it to the, this bowl. Wait, wait, wait. God made us all so different. Some of us are spoons, and some of us are cups, and some of us are forks. Forks might be great for eating meat or spaghetti, but we are not all designed with the same purpose. The forks just aren't made for moving water. There are some tough questions we can ask about understanding God's will and God's purpose. But there are also really easy, simple ways to understand God's will, too. Just look at who you are. How did God design you? What passions and interests and skills did he give you? He made you just the, just the way you are to be able to form his purpose in your life. So don't be scared of following. Ephesians 1 verses 4 and 5 says, you can take your note too. Thank you, Riley. <laughs> yeah. um, Ephesians um, 1 verses 4 and 5 says, He chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, in love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons and daughters through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Just as Jesus took the bread and blessed it, he also prayed for us in John 17. I get to read again. John chapter 17, verses 20 through 26. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of you... That all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the whole world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory and the glory you have given me because you loved me from the creation of the world. When he prayed for us, he prayed that we would be one with him in unity. And that as the world sees Jesus through us, that they would too believe. The best way for us to show Jesus is by our love for others, because Jesus loves us. Jesus said a new command I give you. Love one another as I loved you. 
so you must love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And now broken, Isaac. Do this, hold the paper up. There you go. So, in. Okay. So. Hey. Wake up. We can't hear you. Broken, taken apart. That's what Jesus did to the bread before he gave it to the disciples. He did this because he wanted to illustrate that just like the bread, that is broken. So would his body be broken, so that at resurrection he would rise to a new body and a new life, as we will one day with him. On our mission trip, our theme was forged. We looked at how the Christian life is like a piece of iron, how it has to be forged through the fire to be able to be molded for the purpose it is intended to be used for. Just like our lives, we need to surrender to Jesus, be broken, and then allow his words to shape our conduct and our mind so that we can be used by God to bring others to a relationship with God and his son Jesus. I'm going to read a verse, Romans chapter 5, Romans chapter 5, verse 1 through 8. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into His grace, in which we now stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God, not only so that, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance into character, and character into hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who he has given us. At just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man. Though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. Is that it? Did you go to eight? Yeah. Okay. That's it. Okay. And then given. Mara? <coughs> Just as Jesus gave the broken bread to his disciples, he also gave each of us a promise that he gave hey. us his joy. Um, so I'm doing an object lesson, and it's by Diana Bayshore, and it's written by her too. Um, it says, we are going, so I'm going to pass out a balloon to each of you, and we ask that you just hold on to it until everyone has one. Just take one. Here, pass them out. You can have to pass them out. There you go.
So I'll say this as um, she's doing this. So when we were talking about doing this, um, and how I said, I have a, an object lesson that Mark and I found in my Bible. And um, this is actually written by Diana Bashar. I guess Hallie had done this at one point um, when Harry and Diana were youth leaders. And so this is actually her handwriting, and this was Hallie did this. And then the interesting part is um, Hallie didn't know what we were going to talk about today, how we were going to do communion. And it was the last part is um, given and talking about giving us joy. And this is what Mara's going to talk about. So this is like, this was a God thing. So don't like inflate it. Just leave it there. Um, do not inflate them, but have few bouncing. Have fun bouncing them in the air. Doesn't do much, does it? This can be compared to our lives if we do not have the joy of the Lord within us. Now please blow up your balloons, tie them off, and bounce them in the air. That's supposed to happen. take of communion together, I would like for you to remember that as Jesus took the bread, he chose us. When he blessed the bread, he also prayed for us to know him and that others may know him through us. When he broke the bread, he was showing us that we too need to be broken, to be broken to our old selves so that we can have a relationship with him and his Father God. And when he gave the broken bread to the disciples, he also promised, promises to give us his joy if we keep his commandments. 
Just wait for him to pray. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bow your heads in Father God, we thank you for the gift of your one and only Son and the sacrifice you gave to us so that we can have a relationship with you through Jesus. Amen. Take the bread together. And then also when Jesus took the cup. He said, this is my blood which is shed for you. Um, Leviticus 17.11 says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your sins. When Jesus sacrificed his life, he gave us a hope for all eternity. And when we do communion, it's to remember that, and to constantly remember that he sacrificed for us, that he chose us, that he prayed for us, even before we were born. Um, he gave us gifts, he gave us his joy, and then he's called us to go out and spread that with everyone else. So as he took the bread, and he broke it, and he blessed it, and he gave it to his disciples. So we, as we take communion, we need to remember those things. When you get your cup, um, I'll do this when we get your cup. You guys want to come up. Thank you. 
what I want you to do with your cup, if you so choose to do this, is I want you to take your finger. I don't want you to just dip it in. Kind of roll it in your fingers. This is the blood that Christ shed for you. I hope you get this on a more personal level that he chose us. He chose us to be his. And so he sacrificed his life so that we could have a hope and an eternity with him. And I hope that um, you would want to bring people with you into that eternity, into that hope that, um, you know, our life, if you take a long rope and you look at it, we live in this part of the rope. This is our life. And we always concentrate on this part. But too many times we forget about eternity and the rest of that rope. Um, I hope and pray that as you remember the sacrifice that, that God gave of his son, that you will have that hope and that you will have that eternity to look forward to and bring other people with you. And I think that it goes along with what Dan has been preaching about, about that and the connection that we are made to connect with other people. And that it's our job to spread the word. We're given a voice. Um, we're given eyes. We're given ears. We're given hands. We're given feet. to be used for that. And I hope and pray that we do use those for his glory. Let's pray for the cup. Father God, I just thank you for the gift of your son. The sacrifice that he made willingly to be our sacrifice. That he took upon our sin, one who knew no sin, to carry it and bury it so that we could have a hope and a life eternal with you. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to do our last song, and the last song is Love Will Hold Us Together. We're going to have you stand, and we're going to do the motions if you guys want to follow up along with us.